Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And in today's episode, we're covering minute 34 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, we learn that zombie redneck torture family is not the same as a regular zombie. Yeah, which I have a little little beef about this little, yes. <laughs> the way he puts that all together so we can maybe <laughs> talk about that. But uh, yeah, we start this minute with some some nice kind of crunchy, munchy, slightly sloshy foley as the um as the i think that's like the shambling and rambling you know Mm -hmm. of uh of some redneck torture family zombie family some family zombies um (laughs) coming our way as they're making their way through the woods and get a little bit of uh some light up on their faces so you can kind of see how they're rotting oh man which is Nice. <laughs> nice little detail. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> and they don't move so fast, do they? No. I think it's, yeah, it's a, a zombie shamble. <laughs> it is a zombie shamble. Yeah, because there's the really fast zombies, World War Z style zombies that, you know, move like a Ferrari. Right. Like they're just up on you. Before you know it, they're just there. And these guys. And are- 28 days later, I know yeah. some people will say those aren't zombies, and I, I'm not all into having to fight that out with anybody. But <laughs> if you think of them as zombie type creatures, they were really fast too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 28 days later, I'm going to go on record and say they're zombies. <laughs> they are. Let's just get real here. You know, if you're arguing something else, it's a technicality. Anywho. I'll argue that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you're always like kind of threatening (laughs) to argue with people. And I'm like, do feel however you want. Like, oh, but I, I I think of it as a zombie type movie. So yeah. And those guys are hella speedy. Um, But yeah, these guys are more kind of your classic slow moving zombies. And, uh, yeah. And you get that lighting that's like, kind of looks like it's coming. It's like moonlight Mm -hmm. lighting, right? It's It's beautiful lighting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) It really is. But yeah, and it's even as I'm looking at this, it's like, you know, it's hitting their faces, but it's also hitting, um, some of their, like the tools Mm -hmm. that they're holding. Yep. You're seeing them sort of, it's like a shamble march in a way as they move toward toward us and towards conceivably towards the cabin. And then, yeah, and then we get what that bird's eye view, I guess technically it's more of a, a worm's eye view because the control room's down below. Mm. But the, ca- the camera is a little bit above them, just slightly. And then maybe even like a second camera shot because... The second shot, as as we see Sitterson come into view, and he says, we have a winner. It's the Buckners, ladies and gentlemen. Then we get, like, Patience Buckner's face real, real big. Yeah, they have a close-up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's as you get to, this is kind of like a nice, get a little chance to see what a great job they did with the makeup and uh, prosthetics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, 
she looks, she's got something in her eyes that are giving her, you know, those contacts and giving her almost like a light blue, bluish white sheen over her, her eyes, eyeballs. And uh, yeah, it's pretty creepy. What, what kind of stuff did you sort of uncover or, or think to question about this, this minute here, minute 34? Well, just going back to patient's eyes for a second, I just, and maybe it's just me, but altering the eyes, you know, windows to the soul is probably the creepiest part of that makeup for me that, that they're looking through decay, that it looks like this cataract Mm. sheen over the eyes, you know, and the lack of like affect, because it's not like the dismemberment goblins who are like, yay they're just super happy they're super happy in killing so you kind of are like well you know it's it's fucked up but you're happy so okay (laughs) you know there's no joy there's no joy in the heart of the buckners but they are together as a family so even in death there's there's a community there so there's something to be said for that (laughs) and and she's getting her wish according to her diary yeah that that they will be in so many words like brought back to their life so that they can continue on their mission and so yeah but i get what you mean i mean she looks like she looks like something else is take has taken control you know it's not like we're thinking that she knows what she's doing it's like a distant memory a what do they call that like a like when your body remembers what to do sort of but muscle memory muscle memory it's like a muscle memory response sort of Mm -hmm. i think when i see them and as we see them do what it is they're they think that they're called to do like is that is their brain activity or is it all just this like response that's coming primal like primal response or muscle memory response see that's the thing with zombies that's always been intriguing to me and you know bring in you know the walking dead so there's there's this mythology that varies depending on you know what story is being told but that's my curiosity too of like to what degree are you cognizant right because there's this imperative to go kill people that they've come up out of the ground they're like yay we're gonna bring the pain woo we're doing it and i just have to wonder like you're saying is that the dark magic that they've been resurrected and that's where that's coming into place because there were obviously other shades to their humanity when they were alive. So mm-hmm. that's not around anymore. There's just this, we're a raw zombified killing clan now. Right. So how does that, what else is happening? And that's the other thing is these guys came out of the ground from the cube, the elevator cube that we know a little later on. They weren't actually in the ground right now. So when they're in the little happy cubes, what are they doing in the little cubes? Are they just, they're just kind of like a phone that's on standby. So they're just, just swaying in the cube, just waiting for the the magic to happen. You know, what are they doing in there? What are they thinking about? Are they thinking about, I can't wait to come out and have my saw and saw some folk up or what, what do they right. do? You know, to what degree is their, their brain capacity there? So, Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like why? And that's the thing with other creatures. You kind of understand the motivation, but zombies are just, it's just this thing. It's just this very narrow bandwidth and there's no affect and there's no anger. 
no passion. It's just, we're going to go. I mean, they don't, they're not looking for brains here. So feeding that classic, you know, day of the dead, we, we need to go feed on people. That makes sense. Right. And return of the living dead is when the brains come in. Um, that's when they, you know, verbally say brains and they got to play around a bit <laughs> in that movie about their motivations because they're and also their intelligence, because in return of the living dead. And if you haven't seen it yet, it's got a lot of of wonderful humor out there. Anybody who hasn't seen it, it's playing with the genre a bit. So it's a, it's a great companion to this movie, I think. But with the zombies in Return of the Living Dead, there there is some agency because they um, actually one of them even responds and says, you know, that it it hurts to be dead mm. and the brains take away the pain. Oh, and then um, and then there's some comical stuff where they're actually uh <laughs> using the um the comms on the uh or the radio you know on a, a the police vehicle and the um paramedics vehicles you know and saying bring more paramedics <laughs> and stuff like that <laughs> so they're pretty smart you know they're pretty smart zombies and uh it's it's funny but it, yeah it gives them uh, personalities, you know, which is is great. Of course, you know the Romero movies. All they all kind of play with that a little bit to some degree. Um, I think Dawn of the Dead and um, Night of the Living Dead kind of play it, and Return of the Living Dead play with it. it Return of the Living Dead, I believe, plays with it a bit more. Mm -hmm. So, kind of feel like I want to go back and you know just have a big zombie fest and start watching a bunch of them. And uh, right now, um, I just recently rewatched Shaun of the Dead because you and I are going to be um, upcoming guests on uh, the Cornetto Minute, and they're covering Shaun of the Dead right now. And um, in that, there's a little spot you know mm -hmm. that you and i are going to actually be watching and talking about this very subject because of what happens in the couple of minutes that we're going to be watching so so i won't talk about that right now but it does sort of deal with this this idea and um so yeah we'll we'll make sure to let everybody know when we're on the cornetto minute and uh shout out to the cornetto minute <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. So yeah, let's let's talk about what else is happening in this minute. There's there's a big huge board. It's like a dry erase board, but it's got um they put a bunch of lines on it that are per, kind of permanent. Maybe they use some black tape or something or mm -hmm. permanent or like a big fat Sharpie to make these great lines. And we now know that that um the Buckners won, so we Citizen is um sharing the results and well only a couple people are going to be excited about that the ones that chose the buckners <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i had a question about this because the the board itself only has 34 monsters slash monster classes mm -hmm. and according to the board there aren't names assigned to all of them so there's somewhere blank like the the sugar plum fairy for example is one that doesn't have one assigned so right. i had a question that you know in the previous minutes we see all of these different staff members of the underground complex be waving like their pieces of paper 
But this seems to be assigned by department and not individual, with the exception of Ronald the intern, who, you know, as we know, won because of the Buckners. So I was curious as to, is there another board that we're not seeing here that there's uh, an assignment of individuals versus department? And then the other question I had is later on, you know, there's that pullout view when Marty and Dana discover the whole elevator situation. And there's all of these cubes with all of these different monsters in them. And it seems to be far more than 34. So my question was, is it that there's multiple of the same class or this just happened to be what the people in the department agreed upon? Right. Yeah, those are good questions. I think what I what I feel like and I didn't count everybody that's in the room, but I figured that the people when they're they have their except for for Donald Ronald, the intern. I I thought that the people that were coming up and having um you know throwing their piece of paper in as a, as their vote were the person from that department saying okay so we've you know we're demolition we chose the mutants so like I'm the person from demolition that's saying here's you know mutants is what we choose or I'm the person from communications that's picking snowman so that every like Hadley and Sitterson, they each get to an individually choose somebody. And then, like I said, Ronald, I guess because he's kind of a floating guy, <laughs> maybe he doesn't have a department specific that he works with. He gets to choose something and he has an even piggybacking with the um, with maintenance for redneck torture family, zombie redneck torture family. But that, yeah, I kind of figured everybody else was just a representative of their department. Mm. And then as far as the variety that's larger than what is uh, of the creatures that's larger than what's on the board, I kind of figured it was sort of like, and and I believe you were talking about the, the fact that they use the word stable at a certain point, that there's this huge stable of possibilities and that maybe it just depends on um, some of them needing uh, work or, you know, maybe they tried one and it didn't work that well or there's some glitch about it or, you know, so these are like the best ones for the for this year. There's some sort of vetting process that and I don't know who would be a, a you know, a part of that, but maybe, you know, and you talk to um, the different departments and there's or a couple of certain departments maybe they they have uh ideas or maybe it's to excite the um excite the ancient ones mm. you know maybe certain ones have been cho- you know are are have good uh, not only do um these particular zombies the buckners they have a a great rate right a 100% clearance rate 100% clearance rate you know or maybe there's something in the rules about you can't have just all ones that are always 100% clearance rates maybe you have to mix it up you know maybe that's part of um the ritual mm. rules or something i don't oh. know that that's kind of what i was thinking oh that's a really great idea yeah and I, the other part of it was like, why I was trying to think, and you're kind of answering that question that I had is like, why these particular ones? And, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about clearance rates in the next minute, but I was kind of curious because some of these are like classes of monster. And I think that's where <laughs> we get into a bit of a discussion of a, a distinction, if you will, between Sitterson and the tech where 
the text like, well, I chose zombies. What the shit? Like, why, <laughs> why don't I get to win? You know? And he's right. like, well, they're, they're not the same thing. You know, zombies are their own thing. And zombie redneck torture family is its own class of monster, which I think is debatable. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, in their rules, right? Mm -hmm. So they've set up rules. And to me, I mean, I definitely think of those types of characters. Like if you so let's go back to this idea that we are the ancient ones, right? So mm -hmm. we are um, the ones that need to be entertained. So classically, for us as scary movie viewers, we want blood, we want nudity, we want the stoner humor guy and the final girl, right? Kind of these classic things that are going to happen. Um, but we don't want it all in the same order and too predictable or we are get, you know, the gods will get angry, you know, <laughs> we'll get like, oh, this movie's too boring or it's just rehashing the same old material or, mm. you know, and I think with zombies, like if I now um, I think we have a large enough body of zombie works, whether they're movies or TV shows or whatever, that there is kind of a distinctions that we could make. And uh, it might be even more than just either zombies or redneck torture family zombies. But still, I think one of them evokes a certain type of thing and another one evokes another thing. Mm. And well, I think with their zombies, just the classic zombies that the chem department voted for, is that they they're kind of they evoke that classic zombie characteristic and it's a little bit different the torture family has that motivation that we're talking about mm. you know, earlier so mm -hmm. now why she doesn't know i don't know you know why this lady from the chem department is like what you know maybe <laughs> she's new to the chem department because um but yeah i think as far as the classes and the distinctions here on this board and uh we can go back to, again, recommending this uh, YouTube video that's called Almost Every Reference Made in the Cabin in the Woods or something like that. And and they talk about, you know, us being the ancient ones and they talk about all the characters on here and what they're most likely or best guess as um, ref in reference to, you know, whether it's a movie or what they say is just like classic monster, you know, you know, like some of them like the hell lord were you know we can connect the dots to that being a pinhead type character mm -hmm. deadites we know that's exactly what that's from then something like the mummy classic horror monster mm -hmm. you know vampires so, yeah right how uh yeah how how does that answer your questions yeah i think that you made a really good point that seems to resonate with me and and just reminding me that part of this is the entertainment of these guys below. And I think mm -hmm. that that also ties back in really, really well to the commentary that we have at the end of this minute between Lynn and Truman and continues slightly into the next minute that what they're doing is bringing about a, what they consider to be a palatable level of violence for their amusement Mm -hmm. So this becomes a lesser evil, if you will. And I think that's somewhat Truman's point that, and, and it's funny how these minutes cut off, but that's 
part of this, you know, oh my gosh, like magic and gods and monsters and in Lynn's comment of you get used to it. So Lynn's really accepting of the evil that they're having to to bring about here. So I think that it really does connect. That's that's a I think that's a very good theory, basically, is what I'm saying, and that you're looking at all of these different creatures that need to be shuffled out for entertainment because you don't want the folks downstairs to get bored, right? Because they're staying away because they have a craving of violence, high order violence, so to speak. So it becomes the human's job to bring that about to their satisfaction and they'll stay away. And so I think that the point that we're kind of making here is, is that okay? You know, Truman's kind of that somewhat of an impotent moral voice. Truman's like, to get on my high horse with it, Truman's like a stillborn hero. Like he should be the person to step up here because he's making these comments, but he never really does. He doesn't do anything. He just he just adds to the counterpoint of, should we be getting used to this? Is this really, is is the acceptance of this level of violence okay? Even we're, we're doing it still. Like he's that voice of like, yeah, I understand that it could be the end of the world, but it's still really not okay. The violence itself and the weirdness is still really not right, okay. Right. You know? He's tossing judgment around, but that's about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's not actually doing anything right. about it. Whereas the, you know, Ronald, the intern, it was, he's just like, woo, you know, <laughs> like, yay. <laughs> he's all excited because he just won, you know, whatever the pot is, you know, however much money his, his part plus maintenance, you know, or divided by him in maintenance. He's just like excited and not really thinking about the consequences or what this really means, you know? Right. But, um, right. Yeah. So he's so caught up and excited that he won. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another really good example of what we're talking about is that these guys are really desensitized. They've adjusted. And I, I love that analogy of a frog being boiled. That sounds really mm. fucked up just be saying it. But you know what I'm saying? Like if you stick a frog in water, humans are like frogs in a pot of boiling water that at first they're not going to notice the heat. Right. With a slow raising of temperature, the frog won't notice, notice that it's gotten bad enough until it's too late and will boil alive in the pot of water. And that's what it kind of seems like with these guys in the control room. They've adjusted to this really heinous situation. And so somebody coming in from the outside is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is way screwed up here. And they're like, eh, you'll get used to it. They've gotten used to it right. so much that the intern's like, woohoo, I want a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. And then, um, so, right, before Truman says monsters, magic, gods, and Lynn says you get used to it, she he says, uh, just to backtrack a bit, they're like something from a nightmare. And, and Lynn says, no, they are something nightmares are from. Everything in our stable is remnant of the old world, courtesy of you-know-who and points down. So so courtesy of, does that mean that they're made by the ancient ones or inspired by them? Or what do you think courtesy of? That's a, I, that's a really good question. Um, and I wondered about that too. So they don't, it doesn't say that they've come direct from the old world, but what I'm inferring from that was there's some sort of hold over and so i guess i can kind of get into this a little bit with the buckners in particular what's interesting to me 
is that the diary, the Latin, the incantation was supposed to resurrect them. But when they come out of the ground here, they've already been resurrected. So if you look at the board, one of the departments is Wranglers. So I have to wonder, are the Wranglers for the kids or the Wranglers for the, 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 the stable? So if I presume that the Wranglers are for the stable, that means that there was a crew of people at one point who came across the diary and said the Latin and the Buckners came out of the ground and did their business and someone had to catch them. And then right. from catching them, had to stick them in the cube. Somebody had to do that because these guys aren't, you know, they're using the excuse of choosing the diary to bring them about. So that tells me that if these guys were around in like 1903, that you're talking about, you know, whatever, a hundred and some years. So mm-hmm. it happened recently in the last century, which I'm, and I'm just making shit up right now, but I'm guessing that there's some type of remnant dark magic that exists in this world. It exists. Gotcha. And so when she says courtesy of it's, it's reflective of the old world, but we're not in the old world anymore, but there's stuff that's left over. There's still mechanics left over. So I think that that's what she's referring to. Cool. I like that. So yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this minute? Before we wrap things up for today, did you have something that you had a comment about? Like you were saying that it rubbed you a little bit wrong about the distinction oh, between zombie and redneck I think zombie. Just that the the thing, the analogy that is that the right word that that Sitterson uses mm-hmm. is he says, uh, sh- you know, lab tech lady says that's not fair. I had zombies too, and Sitterson said, yes, you did. You had zombies. This is zombie redneck torture family. They are entirely separate species, like the difference between an elephant and an elephant seal. There's always next year, like elephant and an elephant seal. Yeah, those are totally different. I think there's a little bit more of a connectivity between the zombie redneck torture family and the regular zombies than, I mean, an elephant and an elephant seal are completely different. Yeah. I mean, an elephant seal is called an elephant seal because its face kind of, you know, and its snout and and everything kind of looks like an elephant. So they're totally different species. So I just thought that was kind of not a great comparison, I guess. No, I agree. I don't think it is a great comparison. I think that they're still, <laughs> you know, if you take the, and, you know, not to get into the the point, because we're going to, we'll be going over it in a lot of ways. But, you know, in this case, like, if you have been resurrected, and you're continuing to rot, and you're looking to kill live people, that kind of means you're a zombie. Right. I guess yeah. you could say yeah. that about vampires, but they're not sucking blood and they, they still have, if you have impaired cognitive abilities... <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. And maybe people in the Gabin in the Woods Facebook group have some other ideas, or maybe people could shout out a different idea for a different um, comparison that works a little bit better or something. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. That, that was all. Okay, cool. Nope, I'm good. Okay, cool. Well, I think we'll wrap up episode 34. And uh, we look forward to seeing y'all here in just another uh well, we skip a day and then it'll be the next day. So today is Monday. So I guess we'll, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. And uh, in between, you can always find us at 
Cabin Minute Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out our Gabin in the Woods Facebook group and hang out with us there and let us know what your theories and ideas are on this this board and and these creatures. And uh, I think that's about it. Of course, our website is cabinminutecast.com. Woo! <laughs> you sound like you just won the bet i did i did just win the bet yeah we do have a sweet website and there's there's just bonus stuff on there so there's bonus links and cool trailers to different pop culture things we have to bring up so right um, and then brian's been putting those uh those gifts all up in there we've been hmm? having fun with them then their gifts then their gifts yeah then their gifts there's a little so, bit yeah. of motion motion in the ocean um yes <laughs> uh, so on that note <laughs> thank you guys for showing up and we will see you back at the cabin 